Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real-life issues. Welcome, welcome to the Parenting Podcast. Today we are having a conversation about Halloween. I am your host, Jared Leonard, and with me is my beautiful wife and co-host, Alyssa Leonard. Here I am. And our guests today are Doug Porter and Kyle Pearson. Morning. Morning. Well, it might be morning when they're listening, but as we record this, it is a nice, crisp fall morning, which goes right along with our theme, which is perfect. Uh, Would you guys just mind sharing uh, the ages of your children? Uh, (laughs) We only have dads on the podcast today, so pop quiz. (laughs) We we tested. We Uh, told you we were going to ask you this, Doug. I think it's uh, (laughs) eight, ten. 12, 13, 15, I'm guessing. Yeah. The youngest enough. is a girl and the older four boys. There you go. I have a daughter and a son. My daughter is six and my son is two. There you go. Way to go, Kyle. You don't have five kids yet, though, so. It's true. And easier. I had time to think about it while he was answering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, I personally have thought about this and kind of even wondered, man, how, how should I or how should our family celebrate Halloween or should we? Um, what is the wisdom in all of that? So I'm um, just really excited to, to talk about this and get you guys' perspective, two godly guys that I respect, and, uh, but, but celebrate this, uh, this holiday, I guess, a little bit differently within their families. So uh, Kyle, how does your, let's just jump right into it. How does your family celebrate Halloween? Uh, maybe what have you guys done? Yeah. Um, my family spends a lot of time together on Halloween, uh, but may look differently than what you think. Oh, your family is together. We spend a lot of time together with our neighbors. Um, it's an opportunity for us to dress up, have fun, uh, pass out treats, candies, goodies to little kids but at the same time, pass out treats, candies, goodies to adults as well. Yeah. Um, whether that's coffee or popcorn or what have you, um, we're usually hanging out on our front porch or in our driveway and just interacting with any and every neighbor that, that comes through. Not sure what that's going to look like this year. We just moved. Yeah. But last year we had like 400 people come through our neighborhood. Um, mm. Cars will drive up and from other neighborhoods and drop people off and yeah. blare the Halloween soundtrack and circle the neighborhood for two hours as <laughs> oh, kids are walking yeah. around. Um, Something like this. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> just like that. Um, but we do stuff like that. And it's, it's also an opportunity for us to beforehand get to know the neighbors that are in our neighborhood better than we would before. Yeah. Our neighborhood would throw like neighborhood meetings saying, Hey, this is what we're doing. If you're going to be home, great. Would you pass out this and we'll pass out this and we'll pass out this. And if you're not going to be home, would you be willing to contribute so that we can still love on our neighborhood and love on our community? And, um, it's a great way for us to meet neighbors and to show people that we're, we're not that different. We still love people. We still love hanging out. We still want to have conversations and interactions. Yeah. And it has developed some really cool friendships because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Doug, what about you guys? How do you guys celebrate Halloween? Exactly the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So currently, so the current way that we celebrate Halloween is we 
set up a tent out front because it's usually freezing cold and try to have a bonfire if we need to and mm-hmm. hot cocoa and stuff. Same thing, like targeting the parents and not be cheap on the candy and and our kids are out there and interacting. And we and when we did cell group for quite a long time with young adults, we would have them, instead of doing cell group that week, now we call it community group, uh, we would have them come out with us because usually our neighbors would see the community group meeting at our house all the time. So this is mm-hmm. kind of a way for them to be like, what are you guys doing? Because mm-hmm. the first time we did it fell on a night that we would have normally met. Yeah. Which is what kind of changed the way we did things. Oh, but, sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, maybe back it up a little bit. Talk about how maybe you celebrated as you were growing up. So Kyle, talk a little bit about that for you. And then Doug will come to you on that. Yeah. Growing up, there was not really a ton of consistency with how we did Halloween uh, at my house. Sometimes we dressed up and went around and went trick-or-treating stereotypical things uh, that we did actually on Halloween night because Des Moines, where we're at, is weird and does things on a different night, which I still don't (laughs) necessarily understand or agree with, but (laughs) I get it, kind of. Anyways, so sometimes we would do your stereotypical trick-or-treating. Sometimes we wouldn't do anything and we would like hide in the back room and shut off all the lights and hide from everyone. Sometimes we would meet up with a bunch of people and we would go out as a big group with a huge group of friends and hang out that way. Other times we would like go out to dinner and there was no consistency across the board. Mm. My grandmother and uh, my grandfather and my parents were tend to be a little bit more um, conservative when it comes to Halloween and, Oh, it's, you say the word Halloween and people are pulling out Ouija boards and there's all kinds of demonic activity and stuff like that. And so it was very much a, abstain as much as possible but at the same time kids still like candy Mm -hmm. so this year it's okay but this year it's not and so there was some confusion in that Mm. um so yeah there wasn't a ton of consistency when i was growing up yeah yeah what about you doug that's how my kids are growing up (laughs) we've changed some things but uh so yeah i probably would have the same thing i mean my parents were divorced when i was three so i was with my mom for a while and i'd go back and forth between grandparents then I ended up living with my dad in high school. So uh, I did it all different ways. I actually went down the street you used to live on all the time because my grandma would, if that grandma took me, that was one of the streets we hit. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, or or they would take us to like just family because there was always the fear of like, there's razor blades in the candy or something stupid, you know? So it's like, <laughs> we can only go to grandma's and aunts and uncles and like all that stuff. Or I'm pretty sure I've, been in moments as a kid where we like just didn't come to the door like because of conservatism or whatever and and in high school we just partied and it was a small town so we just go through the whole town and do whatever we wanted so <laughs> right talk, talk yeah <laughs> talk a little bit about how you have changed you mentioned that and you don't need to go in super detail but um mm-hmm. you mentioned you know your kids have experienced kind of different things how have you changed as a result of maybe your thinking or mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when, when my wife and I got married and she was a new Christian and we didn't have kids, so we just didn't do anything. And we were in a, we were in condos or apartments or whatever. So there wasn't anybody coming to our door. Yeah. So once we got our first house that would have landed on Halloween, um, I think we were just like, didn't want to participate. I mean, it was just like, 
I mean, I get into more of the reason later with verses and stuff, but it's just, we, we just basically were like, this seems like a evil holiday. We don't like this stuff and we just don't want to be a part of it. And so we're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so as our kids grow up, they of course were like, Hey, we want to do, you know, we want to dress up. We want to do that thing. And then we would teach them what we were believing and thinking. And so they were like, Oh yeah, we don't like, I mean, they, none of our kids like any of that kind of the evil part of it, the mm-hmm. scary part of it. Yeah. And, and then they've never liked that in anything. Right. Not just Halloween. So we've, it's just something not, none of our families was even interested in. Mm-hmm. So then, like I said before, we'd have our community group at our house, which we had a, a bunch of young adults, mostly single or young married or dating engaged kind of as the target age. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were like realizing that, Halloween or well beggars night. Cause like Kyle said, it's on yeah. the night before, yeah. <clears throat> um, landed on the night our group met and I'm like, we can't sit in here with the lights off not or whatever. I mean, we didn't shut the lights off, but we're not <laughs> going right, to, we're not. having community group yeah. in the basement and yeah. all the lights will be off upstairs. Park yeah. your cars on the other street. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like one time we even like didn't do it at our house. Like we went and did something somewhere else, but eventually we're like, okay, we've always wanted to, put up the tent, get out a bonfire and all that kind of stuff. And it, I mean, it costs some money. So we were always like, yeah, we're not really going to do that. But so we were able to do it and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So in, of course, a lot of the people in my group, if you guys remember who in my group, they're like kind of like a uh, cosplay kind of fun people. Like they did all that kind of gamer and all that kind of stuff. So they all had outfits. They all had <laughs> stuff to dress up in and like everything. And, but yeah, we were just, we just wanted to, be a part of what the neighbors were doing for a good reason and yeah so yeah so now it's that's that's our purpose or whatever so yeah yeah that's really cool so obviously you kind of mentioned even like having a discussion with your wife and so that's the next thing we kind of want to talk about is this I'm going to assume this was a conversation at some point that you had with your wife of how are we going to celebrate what are we going to do so did you come to an agreement immediately? Was it, were you both like on the same page of this is what we should do? And yeah, I think so too. Or was there some sort of discussion happening? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah. Um, so Charity and I are pretty much on the same page for most things uh, in terms of our theology and the way that we practice things and what have you. Sometimes things are a little bit different. I, as much as I didn't do a ton of, there was no consistency with Halloween. Uh, I was enthralled by Halloween culture growing up. Um, mm. I used to like, even after high school, when I was in college would host like a uh, 31 days of horror movie fest type thing. And we would watch a different scary movie every, every day of the month of Halloween or October or whatever. My wife is not that way. <laughs> um, and so, so it's been this ongoing discussion, you know, what is, what about this culture, this genre is, is appealing to you and why, and, and what is, what is the heart behind it? Mm-hmm. And how is that reflecting uh, our theology and what we think about God and what we believe about God and what we know to be true from scripture. And so there's been a lot of, um, as we've had that conversation, there's been a lot of concessions on my part, realizing, realizing, man, this is, there's some stuff that some, some sin in my life that needs to be rooted out because of the things that appeal to me about this, but at the same time, there's still opportunities to, to love the Lord and love our neighbors at the same time. And so, yeah, it took a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. but eventually we came to a place where 
we both love the way that we do Halloween as a family now. Yeah. And it's, it's a joy to be able to, to do that with our kids and see them grow and understand a little bit. Our daughter understands a little bit. Our son is too. He doesn't care about anything except for <laughs> candy and Thomas, <laughs> but to, to see our daughter start to understand, Oh, we, we do this not because it's about us getting copious amounts of candy or dressing up as scary things or what have you. It's, mm-hmm. it's about us extending generosity and love to our neighbors and mm-hmm. having conversations that then go from just a, a one time five minute interaction to we do life together with these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you guys, Doug? You've mentioned that. And so you don't need to speak forever on it, but yeah, I mean, my wife wasn't like, she didn't like scary stuff bef- before we were married, before she was even a Christian. So that, that kind of just needed to die. So that starts that off. But um, the big thing would be, is just like how we handle everything. If we disagree would be um, whichever, whichever decision is most conservative. So if one of us was to say no to a part of Halloween or to how much candy they eat or <laughs> how far they go down the street or whatever, it's whatever the most conservative one is. So you can go 10 blocks. No, you can go five. Okay. It's five. So that's just how we deal with everything. And obviously, um, theology does play a part of a lot of decisions. So if there's something where my wife's like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. Look at what the Bible says. Usually it's the other way around. It's the wife bringing the theology. <laughs> but, uh, Amen. It's like, yeah, then that, then that trumps both of us, of course. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kind of along the same lines, I guess you already kind of answered the question a little bit, but maybe Kyle, you have something else to add. If a husband and wife, this is going beyond Halloween, maybe just practically speaking, if a husband and wife disagree, how, how can they come to a a conclusion, um, in a, in a godly way, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the most concise way, I, I would say pray together, Yeah. um, and pray separately and bathe the situation in prayer, pray for a an opening in your heart to see things from another perspective. Um, and at the same time, go back, same same thing I said as, as before, go back and, and seek the scriptures. And why are, I mean, Halloween is, Halloween is just like any other holiday. You know, it's, it's something goofy and there's opportunities. Yeah, it has a, a darker heritage, but um, just like anything else, we have to go back and we have to, search scriptures and say, what, what does scripture say about this? And why are we clinging so tightly to our opinion versus listening to what others have to say? And so prayer and scripture has to be, has to be where we go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk to us then along the lines of discussion, how, how do you explain, you know, what your family chooses to do for Halloween to your kids? Um, Have they had questions of, can we do this? Can we do that? I think Doug kind of alluded to that already anyway, but um, how do you explain to them, maybe even biblically, where you stand and where your family falls with Halloween? Doug, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) We're kind of looking back and forth. Who's going to, Doug, we'll go to you first. (laughs) Well, so we actually had this debate this morning because I said, hey, I'm going to be on a podcast and I'm going to be talking about our family and I want to know what you guys think. Like what's, What's, where's everybody at on what, what, what they believe or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, we had one who was just, I mean, 100% against it. Um, couldn't really find a good reason why we should be a part of it or whatever. And huh. um, a lot of them were, I mean, they already kind of 
you know, they're like, yeah, we don't like the scary stuff, the dark, evil, nasty stuff, but we, we like, it's fun to dress up. We like to meet our neighbors and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, a lot of them instantly, what their first words out of their mouth were, well, it's Satan's holiday and it's the day that we worship Satan and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I said, where did you get that from? Yeah. Like, who who told you that or why do you think that? Because yeah. the, there might be a really, really small percent of people that are doing that, but like our street isn't doing that. Mm-hmm. There's no one going, I worship Satan and I can't wait. And like nobody I know does that. Now, yeah. now are they, in, you know, as a non-believer, inadvertently doing something for Satan's goals at some point? Maybe. I mean, you could stretch that, but that's not their heart that's not their purpose i mean they're mostly just being selfish right they're just like i want candy and i want to have fun and mostly me right that's right what sure that holiday is for a lot of us so so it was a i mean they were confused by the end of the morning they thought i was i was like vying for halloween and for all of it and i was <laughs> like no no what i'm saying is is like it's not it's not what you guys are kicking out here right at first it's not we're not purposely the other side is not purposely worshiping Satan. That's what now what the calendar says. That's not even where it started. Like if you go back and look, that's not where, how all this started. So, so it was a good conversation. And, um, and I think, well, the next thing we're going to talk about is scripture, but I just basically like, okay, now I'm just going to read scripture and we're not going to say our opinion. We're just going to listen and then put it all together. And so that's what we did. I mean, that's how we learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Got anything to add to that? Yeah. Um, Beggar's Night being here in Des Moines area being the night before Halloween is made things a little bit, a little weird dynamic for our family because uh, my daughter's birthday is October 30th. (laughs) So we have conversations about, okay, this is, this is your birthday. um, And we want to, we want to celebrate a year of your life. But at the same time, we want to realize that even, even on special days where we acknowledge that that we have grown and we, we acknowledge the growth that has happened in you. The day is not all about you. Um, Mm -hmm. and we want to, we want to cultivate like, like Doug mentioned, there's, there's a lot of selfishness that revolves around Halloween and, and revolves around any, any holidays to to be honest. Thanksgiving, Christmas, I mean, a lot of birthdays. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. And so instead of, instead of it being a day where it is all about our daughter and just, catering to to every whim and wish that she has Mm -hmm. we want to we've had this conversation with her where we want her to understand that um that it is it is more blessed to give than to receive and to see her she gets more excited about passing out candy and talking with people and sharing things with people than she does like we'll go like three or four houses and she's like i'm done and then i could probably give this candy out when we get back home right (laughs) so it's cool to see that yeah I haven't had to have that. I haven't been blessed with the privilege to have that conversation with my son yet. Like I said, he's too, he's a little monster. Um, he needs Jesus just like we all do. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been able to have that conversation with him. That's kind of one kind of why I wanted to hear what Doug was going to say first, because he does have the blessing of years uh, behind him that I don't have in terms of children. Not saying that Doug is old, just saying he's got older kids than I do. Doug is old. But he is older no. than all of us. <laughs> Oldest one in the room, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not old. You're older. 
There you which go. which just means you're wiser. Seasoned. <laughs> sure. Seasoned. Seasoned. That's a good way to put it. Uh, well, Doug, you mentioned it and alluded to it a little bit. What are some scriptures that, that we should maybe be considering as we think through this topic and this, um, maybe even specifically this holiday? And what are some scriptures that intersect with that? Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of it, but I'm going to try to summarize and go quick. But sure. Uh, it's it's all mostly towards obviously the evil part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, when I'm, when I'm using these verses, I'm not going all of Halloween this applies to, mm-hmm. or handing out candy this applies to, or dressing up like Michael Jordan. That's my HC. Uh, who's a new <laughs> I remember player. Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, when he played baseball or <laughs> <laughs> when I was little, <laughs> we're not that old Doug or not that young. Okay. Uh, so, I'm I'm more going after the the evil part of it. Okay, so um, there's a ton of scripture that's just against these things: mediums, fortune telling, sacrifices, witchcraft, spiritists, magic spells. It uses the word vile, uh, practicing magic, arts, and sorcery. So those are things that real the realness the those real things, right? So not, um, you know, I don't. I prefer not to like participate in that part of it when it comes to like dressing that way or decorating that way. Right. Right. Um, there's also the, a verse that says, uh, um, such sins have no place among God's people, obscene stories, foolish talk and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness. Um, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. So again, it's the evil part of it. It's the dark part of it. And even the joking, like, you know, you're supposed to go to the door and tell jokes. Like, that's a part that you need to, that you can still do. You can do properly, I think, yeah. if you're going to doors. For um, reference, where where are those? Yep, so that was, that's, that's Ephesians 5, 3 through 4, and 10 through 11. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah 5, 20. Um, what's are for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark. So again, that could apply to something specific and I'm not going to specifically point out things, but that's just something that you can convict your own heart on. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it is just continued like, um, wisdom will save you from evil people and those whose words are twisted. Um, they take pleasure in doing wrong and they enjoy twisted ways of evil. So I just, the word evil is just over and over and over in a lot of stuff. And, um, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That's Proverbs three, seven. The, the other one was Proverbs. Um, but so this is where the morning turned with our kids. So we read all of those. And then I, then I, this is Ephesians five, 15 through 17. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Mm-hmm. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. That was That's my wife's biggest heart is like, don't just flippantly join into the Halloween without having a position, mm-hmm. whatever that position is. So think about it and lead your family, right? Yeah. So, um, don't, don't do either one flippantly. Don't no. jump in and right. join in flippantly uh, just because that's what the culture is doing. But also don't just say, yeah, we're not going to celebrate anything exactly. that our culture is doing because it's all evil. Exactly. You know? Yep. Which is what we were doing initially. Yeah. We're just flip it like, let's just lock the doors and drop the lights because we don't know what to do. Yeah. Instead of being prepared. Yeah. Um, and then um, Philippians 4, 8, fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. 
Um, and then, then just the argument against those who want to stay inside um, is 1 Corinthians 9, 22 through 23, where it talks about find common ground with everyone, do everything I can do to save them. I do everything to spread the good news and share its blessings. And 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Yeah. So it gives you the freedom to do these things, but I think to do them without the, uh, away from the evil part of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah, those are really good, good for reference. Kyle, you've got a few? Yeah, I, uh, I actually was looking at Ephesians 5 as well, um, 13 through the end of the chapter. But it, when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as wise, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to your Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Um, specifically, that that 13 through, through 16, um, look carefully then how you walk, not as wise, or not as unwise, but as wise, making mm-hmm. the best use of the time. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I think about how how busy schedules can be. And if I want to reach my neighbors, where am I going to get the biggest bang for my buck in terms of the opportunity to see and interact with everybody at one point in time? Mm-hmm. And in, in the neighborhoods that I've had the privilege of living, it's 4th of July and Halloween. Yeah, Those are when everybody's out, everybody's doing things. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, thinking about, again, like um, like Doug mentioned, you know, not as not as unwise, but as wise. And we have to go into these situations. We have to look at the way that we're leading our families in light of Scripture, in light mm-hmm. of in light of what Scripture says. And as we are called to make disciples as we are going, mm-hmm. this is this is a way that that I am going in my neighborhood and in my community because this is where the people are at, and this is an opportunity for me to. Um, turn on every light in my house and open up my garage and, and say, Hey, I'm here. We are, we are planted in this neighborhood. We are here for you. We love you um, because of what Christ has done for us because he first loved us. Um, I also thought about Romans 14 um, verses five through nine specifically says one person esteems one day is better than another while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own, in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. But while the one abstain, who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives him, and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Why do you despise your brother? For we will stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Um, and I, I love that, that there's there's that picture of of life and death in that passage, right? And what a what other time of year do we look um we have the opportunity to look so intentionally at life and death and yeah there's if if we look at my neighborhood 
a lot of my neighbors are dead spiritually mm-hmm. and um, Christ died for them the same way that he died for me. Mm-hmm. And, and how will they know if they don't hear? And so this is a way for us to, as I, as I look at scripture and I look at making the best use of the time and, and making wise decisions for, for my family, that means that, that we're going to open our door and we're going to, we're going to interact with our, our neighbors at every opportunity that we can. Yeah. Whether it's, whether it's Halloween or not, we just get to meet all of them and sit with all of them on, mm-hmm. on Halloween and, and 4th of July, like we wouldn't get any other time of year. Yeah. And eat candy. And eat candy, candy which candy. is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, I'm jumping down a few questions of where we were going to go, but seems to, to fit in right in here. So is this a black and white theological issue in your minds? And even as we look at scripture, um, maybe you just finished, Kyle. We'll, we'll jump to Doug and maybe back to you. Doug, what do you, what do you think? Is this, uh, you know, we talk about open-handed and close-handed theological issues. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you're saying as Halloween overall? Sure. I mean, no, yeah. obviously no. Um, I would say, I mean, some some parts of it could be, but I would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was just even thinking as Kyle was talking through some of it, I was like, man, even moment by moment, you're making decisions like, a kid walks up to you dressed like this or a kid dressed up to you like that. Or, uh, we didn't talk about it yet, but like, um, some people like older kids and adults will dress super inappropriately. Right. Right. You know? And so it's like, okay, is this a teaching moment for my kids? Is this an opportunity for me to treat this person a certain way or to, um, as a man, not look. And, you know, there's just all these things that the whole night is full of stuff. Like you said, better to give than receive and a birthday's in there. Like, so there's a ton of stuff that's going on in there that each moment needs to be decided based on what the Bible says, not just a blanket and definitely not to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. you, you touched on it. Let's keep going with that, Doug. What, what are parts of Halloween that could be sinful? You've mentioned some, the evil things, the inappropriate dress, yeah. anything else that, that you can think of is like, yeah, this is clearly sin. And that is, is against what scripture says. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we've got younger kids or I still think I have younger kids, but one six, almost 16. Yeah. And so old, at Doug. my, yeah, right. <laughs> at my age at 16, I was going through town smashing pumpkins and looking for girls and people were all dressing as like the most obnoxious things, whether it was inappropriate or just like violent or like making fun of or anything. Right. So right. like all of that was not good. And stealing candy from kids and as you get older into college people are dressing super inappropriately work parties super inappropriate getting drunk i mean so all of that stuff is just like there's a lot of our culture does that's very negative towards it but right you can say that about every holiday every holiday mm-hmm. so so we just have to have our hearts right and our mission and and we have christian liberty we can do whatever we want as long as we're doing it for for the lord and and honoring him in that. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Kyle, on that, on that topic of, you know, close handed, open handed. Are there some parts about Halloween that are sinful? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. With, I feel like I've said absolutely a lot. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, there is, it's, it's definitely an open handed issue. I, one of the questions we've talked about may come up later, but based on location and where you're at and what things look like. Yeah. Um, Des Moines is the smallest place that I've ever lived. You know, I grew up just, 
just outside of Los Angeles. And then I lived in Chicago for a long time. And if I lived in Chicago, I probably wouldn't do things the same way that I do here. Right. Because as much as I enjoy getting out and interacting with my neighbors and those around me and, and what have you, like it's just not a good time for anybody to be walking around in Chicago on Halloween. Like <laughs> the things that you see in that city, uh, surrounding like the week of Halloween is just absurd to me. Mm -hmm. Like how, how is that a good idea? I I don't, that's, that's unfathomable to me. Um, And that goes, that goes back to making wise decisions and the best use of, of your time. Um, So yeah, I think there's, there's definitely things that are sinful again, going to, going to location and places that, that I've lived before. Doug briefly hit on it earlier with, like having to look at candy and inspect your candy and stuff like that, which is not something I've ever really worried about here, mm-hmm. but like that was a big deal growing up. And the the years that we didn't go out and go trick or treating or pick up candy is because like it was, it was, I grew up in a, in an area that um, had the highest gang populace per capita um, in the country at the mm-hmm. time that I was growing up there and yeah. violence and violence towards kids was was a real fear factor for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And so there would there would be news reports that would be like, candy sales are at an all-time high, but so are razor blades. Mm-hmm. So watch your kids. And yeah. I was I was literally not allowed to touch candy at first when I brought it home. Like I couldn't empty it out of the bag. My parents would open and inspect and look mm-hmm. at everything before I was allowed to touch anything as a kid. Um and so there there is things like that. There are there are sinful people out there. Mm-hmm. Like, spoiler alert, there, there are sinful <laughs> people in the world. Shocker. I'm um, one of them. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, there, there is just like, just like any, any holiday we've, we've made reference to, to other holidays and their histories and their origins and how everything can be twisted. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at somebody's heart, you've got to, you've got to figure out where they're coming from and, and, what their what their motives behind doing things are just i think Doug and I have been saying the this whole podcast is is where is where are our intentions coming from are they are they grounded in ourselves or are they grounded in in scripture and in our theology and what the lord would have for us as we are seeking to be uh, evangelists and disciple makers and what does that look like and so yeah if you have somebody that doesn't love Jesus and they're living for themselves absolutely there are there are sinful things that are going to happen and there there are sinful practices that are going to be carried out um because there are sinful people in the world yeah well that's really good you you actually touched on on one thing that i wanted to cover just briefly but you kind of already already covered it would would you celebrate differently if you lived in a different context maybe we'll just throw that over to doug maybe it would be you a different brazil a different (laughs) time in history a different uh country or city did you celebrate differently in brazil do they do they have halloween no oh they don't (laughs) so no we did not there's more of that (laughs) visible down there right yeah so yeah i just wondered uh i mean yeah obviously i mean i think i mean kyle's probably the one to say because he's lived in different cultures more than i have i mean i've mostly been here in minnesota which is kind of the same yeah um but even even just in time, like, I mean, when I was a kid, so this is my memory, I could be wrong, but the reason that I was told as a kid that we don't do it on Halloween is because we were trying to be safe from the 
evil things that were happening on Halloween, mm. whatever that would be, like mm-hmm. people practicing Ouija board stuff, whatever. Like, I mean, just witchcraft. What, witchcraft. I mean, yeah. yeah, whatever that was, it was like, okay, we're going to do this on a different day because that was bad. I mean, when things were more conservative as a culture. Yeah. I mean, I think we're in the, in this area not as conservative as, as we were. Yeah. I mean, even Christian wise. Sure. So um, that's changed. But I think, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I just have to adapt to the area. I mean, safety for your kids. I mean, you have to think about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I'm I'm thinking just my street is what I'm thinking. Like, are these people, they're, they walk by and they know I'm home. They see two cars. They know I'm home. And I've got the lights off and whatever. They're thinking like, these people, they think they're better than us and, you know, or whatever. And so I don't want them thinking that, like, I don't think I'm better than you. First of all, I know I'm not. And, and second of all, I want to be a part of your lives. Like, mm-hmm. so to sit inside on that one day is just like turning away people. It's doing right. the opposite of what we want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So your, your context definitely matters. So if yes. there's any listeners, you know, listening to this and they live in a different country or culture or something, what were you going to say? You didn't have to stop your mid sentence. I, I was just trying to say I had something to say. Oh, okay. I'll get, next, I'll get back. Okay. Let her talk. <laughs> yeah. Your your context matters for sure. You know, and even what Kyle was saying, like, yeah, depending on where you live and the news outlets or whatever, you know, pay attention to that and and be wise. Uh there may be other holidays, uh, not Halloween, that maybe you do or don't celebrate and and your reasons for that. Um, depending on where you live. Yeah, well, what I was going to add too is we even live in a slightly different type of neighborhood than the two of you. You have neighborhoods that have lots of kids. In our experience, we are some of the only families with kids on our street. And even the next street over, we live on a dead end street. We have the next street over is another dead end. And so we go out with our kids trick-or-treating because we are the only kids that a lot of these people see there's a lot of older people in our neighborhood and they have told us many times how excited they are to see our kids because nobody comes and rings the door they have the candy Mm -hmm. just in case but nobody comes and rings the doorbell and And so we're we will not tell you where we live because we want all the candy right (laughs) i'm just kidding but jared jared is always looking for come on over like reasons to knock on our neighbor's door to get to know them because they're not going to come out and come to our house if we had a fire and snacks and stuff they're not they're not leaving their house but this is our opportunity to go to them and so we go to their door even just to have a face-to-face hello and so that they know what we look like they know we're their neighbors so when jared shows up and wants to invite them to to christmas eve or to easter like we're not strangers we we don't only come just to invite you to church we also just we like you (laughs) we like being your neighbor so even for us it's a slightly different context i would say too um i think my initial i think my think someone in my family, I won't name them. <laughs> someone in my family, I think used to like hand out tracks. If you're too young to know what that is. It's like a little pamphlet with like, here's why Halloween is bad. And here's what God says about Halloween. And like with candy. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think when we first started, we were like, man, should we do something like put a card for our kids ministry for their church in there? Or should we not? And we're just kind of like, okay, we're not going to like totally take this over and shove this down people's throat. Like mm-hmm. this is a time to get to know people. So like, I mean, I'm sure there's a balance there, but like I, I, we don't want to be the people who are like blasting Christian music in our front yard and then like dressing up as Jesus and 
handing out tracks. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you could do that with the right heart, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think that's going to be in my in my area, my culture, but my small micro culture that wouldn't really work. Yeah. yeah. So it it's might, not going to draw anybody in. But, yeah. yeah, I think of in in light of both of those with with going to your neighbor's houses because your neighbors don't have kids and the opportunity for your kids to then be a gateway with which to have a relationship with them. Yeah, uh, and and the same way like having conversations with our neighbors um, and not being um, like shirtless Bible salesmen for another mm-hmm. older reference, um, mm-hmm. but having having opportunities to to learn your neighbor's likes and dislikes and then learn to like those things. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying like if they're dressed up as some crazy, scary, evil thing that like, Oh, that's what I'm going to get into. But you know, if you're talking to your neighbor and they're wearing a penguin's Jersey and it's like, okay, like hockey is a connection point here. And mm-hmm. you learn as you learn about your neighbors, you can, you can grow in, you can you can intentionally develop an interest in the things that they are interested in. Right. To have open, honest, genuine conversation that everybody has. Like Christians, we're not we're not like these weird people. Like mm-hmm. we like sports and we like movies and we like to talk to people and we love people. And it may look a little bit different because we have Jesus in our lives, but we can still have conversations and make friends. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus is going to naturally come up because we, we love him and we are going to overflow with what is filling us up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that happens in the context of, of friendships and relationships and the times that I have personally, the times that I have walked up to somebody with a track or the Jesus cube or something uh, versus the times where I have fostered a relationship with somebody and then had the opportunity to share the gospel, not only with my words, but with my life mm-hmm. have had so much more of an impact than, right. than just, Oh, here's a fake million dollar bill at mm-hmm. the fairgrounds. And mm-hmm. Not, not wrong again, not wrong if you do that, but uh, just, just a difference in perspective and, and the way that those things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Um, I think we're going to end on that note, unless uh, our last question we always like to ask is, are there any resources that you think might be helpful um, as, as parents think through this topic and maybe even more, more broadly through, through celebrating any holiday or anything like that um, other than the Bible? Obviously, we've established that, that that's a great resource for us to turn to as we make stances. But, and we um, can put those scripture references in the show notes. And by we, I mean Doug will put those in the, yeah. in the show notes for <laughs> Doug, us. you got that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Perfect. Any other resources, Doug, Kyle? Yeah, I have. So um, I'm pretty sure this video actually helped kind of change my thoughts. But um, there's a church in Texas called Watermark Church. Abe goes to oh, that yeah. conference. I've been to one of their tech conferences. But um, they have a little YouTube thing that what they do is called Real Truth Real Quick. It's like in a few minutes, they'll answer like a question like, should we celebrate Halloween? Mm-hmm. And they have a really cool video about it, which is basically what we've said in a different way. But like, you know, hand out a lot of candy in the big candy bars and like, you know, do this and do that. And they've even talked, he even talks about how their church like debated going through like having a, you know, trunk or treat. And yeah. like, so it's pretty good. That's be a good one to listen to. Sweet. Yeah. It's short. Yeah. Yeah. We can link that in the show notes. Kyle, you got anything else? I, I would just say, you know, like, like we talked about with, with my wife and I talking through things is, is prayer mm-hmm. and praying through the motives of your heart. Mm-hmm. And if you are completely opposed to, going outside and passing out candy or what have you, 
what's the motives that drive that? Mm -hmm. And if you are, we have to dress up and we have to pass out candy and we, we will not do anything else. And what's your heart behind that? Mm -hmm. And, and that this is, I I think that both Doug and I have agreed that this is, this is an open handed issue. You know, it's not something that we are militant about. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there is, there's conversations that can be had. It's not, it's not an us versus them mentality, mm-hmm. which is so often where we get to in today's society. You know, social media groups you with people that like the things that you like and drive the same things that you drive and they want to usher that forth. And we can so easily forget what it means to just have conversation with people that are different from us. Yeah. And so, so I think a lot of prayer and searching the scripture and seeing the motives that drive your decision-making is, is huge. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, thank you. Thank you guys so much. This has really been a, a good conversation, a gr- great conversation for me even to sit on and, and listen to. Hopefully uh, our, our listeners can hear how the ways of each of your families celebrate Halloween and even have changed over the years. And this isn't a, a thing that if you do it this way now, you never change um, as we learn and grow and uh, even read scripture and, and think biblically. Um our lives should, should change. We should live more and more like Jesus. And so it's just been really cool to, to hear a little bit about that. So uh, thank you, listeners. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Parenting Podcast. Again, a special thanks here to Kyle and Doug for joining us. Um, we'll provide some of those further resources to uh, that's related to today's topic in the show notes. Uh, check those out for yourself. Uh, we do want to encourage you to come back next month uh, the topic and host, or not the host, but the, the the guests are TBD at this point because I failed to contact people. So that's my fault. But uh, we will have another episode dropping at the beginning of next month. We'll hope you join us for that. Thanks.